0: Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Expert Answers from Inside Scientific. Inside Scientific is the online environment for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content that helps you do your best work. Today, we are joined by Dr. Anil Kumar Reddy. Anil Kumar is an assistant professor of medicine and cardiovascular sciences at the Baylor College of Medicine. He is here to speak with us about how to use non invasive blood flow velocity measurements to quantify cardiac contractility as a surrogate to DPDT Max. Let's jump in. starters, you mentioned a couple of times in your presentation that the Doppler flow velocity system that you presented today can measure very small angles. Can you elaborate on what that means exactly and why that's so
1: important? Yes, and uh, it's uh, one of the things that I always, it's uh, harder to explain without visuals, but I will try to do my best. When you have a Doppler, for those who know about the Doppler systems, it's very clear, but for those of you who are not uh, familiar with that, is that when you have a Doppler pulse beam or the line of Doppler uh, pulse lined with the direction of flow, whether it's coming from opposite or towards whether the flow is occurring towards the probe or away from the probe it doesn't matter as long as the angle of that beam is below 15 your errors run into three percent or something like that which is within physiological variability but once your angles go above that the because of the cosine function in being in the denominator your angle are going to the errors are going to be Exponential increase exponentially now. This is error in estimating the peak velocity so if you use angle correction, and if you Use angle correction within 15 degrees your errors are going to be very small Uh, and it, it most of the time, it doesn't matter if you, need, if you do that uh, correction or not. But when your, error, when your angles are, let's say, in the 50s, 60s uh, degree, and you're trying to make a correction of 5 degrees, and if you're off by that much amount, your errors can be 30 40% in estimating peak velocity. So at these higher angles, The estimations that you make may not be sensitive to any smaller changes that may occur depending on the condition of the contractility of the heart. And what I will try to do is put an image in the question answer session uh, later on. That way this makes it much more clear. Okay. Perfect. So if I
0: understand correctly, the small size of the probe allows you to achieve that smaller angle, ultimately meaning less variability in in the data. Exactly. Perfect. We've had a handful of questions asked in different ways, but really I think what various people are trying to understand is how one goes about positioning the probes knowing where measurements are being taken from without mm-hmm. any image guidance, can you talk a little bit about
1: that? Yes, we typically, for example, as I showed in the uh, figure, for cardiac uh, function, we go from the z-void from below the z-void, aiming straight, and so you can almost put the probe almost flat on the belly of the mouse, and of course adjusting your it's most of the time handheld. But for stability, we can use the micropositioner and keep in place. Usually that we use that for monitoring uh, a before and after situation in acute uh, measurements. So for example, if we in the case of validation with the W-mini IP injections, we did that where we place the probe in the same location without changing its position so that we can get a relative before and after position positioning of that. But most of the time we do this handheld and we go the left aorta aim towards the um, right ear of the mouse uh, as shown with a mouse in the supine position. And if you turn the probe tip oriented a little bit to the left towards the left ear and aim towards the mitral inflow. So we try to keep it as flat as possible. Now, same thing goes with other peripheral vessels like carotid arteries. Now, if you are doing just comparison of peaks, uh, as long as you maintain a certain angle, if you're doing a ratio, then it should be okay. But uh, you have to try as much as possible to decrease that because most vessels in almost all the vessels in the body, all the major vessels I'm talking about, are almost horizontal. So if you try to bring your probe down as close as possible to the horizontal, uh, you can get a pretty good estimation of peak velocities.
0: Okay, cool. That uh, answered the question. I would uh, imagine so. And perhaps along the same lines, Alejandro has asked uh, specifically about how one would orient the probe to look at uh, mitral or diastolic, uh,
1: mm-hmm. mitral
0: flow or diastolic function. Can you just talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, I, as I said, mitral flow velocity, there are two locations that you can use. Uh, you can go from the Z-foid. We prefer Z-foid from the Z-foid because that's a location that you cannot miss when you're going from animal to animal. You can also go from the side in between the ribs and get that, but then you're not consistent putting at the same location every time you come back. You may find another rib lock between the third or fourth rib or fourth or the fifth rib, you can find it. So for consistency, we always go from the zephoid, below the zephoid, and aim straight towards the mitral inflow. Of course, there's going to be a little bit of angle issue there, but that's consistently the same all the time. And so when you're doing comparison across groups or species you're still getting the same same numbers or assuming that the function is not different in a, within a group perfect
0: okay question from max and i'll just read it verbatim the question is how do you set the source of a signal he says that in echo one sets an area of measurement is there an adjustment of depth or something like that needs to be made for acquiring okay. this type of signal
1: Yes, uh, that's a good question, is basically when you take a probe, and we know more, uh, with experience that for cardiac signals, when we go from the z process, those are the farthest from the tip of the probe. Like I said, our probe can uh, measure signals from up to a centimeter depth from the tip of the probe. So when from the zephoid going to the heart, uh, the cardiac aortic outflow signals, uh, we get them typically from in the range of six to eight millimeters and we do have a range control on the Doppler system and also I have a remote attachment that you can use by hand. Basically as you hold the probe or if the probe is in a positioner you can control the range as to where you're sampling and depending on that you can adjust your probe accordingly to that depth. For example for the mitral when you move the probe towards the mitral my Mitral is a little bit more proximal to the tip of the probe, so now you reduce the range to the five to six millimeter range in you and you one has to be careful when you're pushing against the skin if you push too much trying to find the signal and if you once you find the signal try to ease back a little bit so that you're not interfering with the function of the heart the normal function and pull back and then adjust your range to see the signal so uh, you can physically push it but then You want to pull it back once you found the signal to uh, use your range control to go to that depth. And the rest of the signals in mice, peripheral signals, they're all within three to four millimeters of depth, including the abdominal aorta the cardiac is the only one that's farthest now in larger animals like rats comparatively uh, the depths are a little bit deeper so we had to go you can go from supra sternal lodge to get the cardiac signals but the most of the peripheral signals are within uh, reach uh, okay matthew
0: is curious to
1: know if
0: pulmonary flow velocity profiles have ever been used to try and study right ventricular function?
1: Yeah, that's a very good question. Uh, One of the things that, as I mentioned, in uh, the entire vascular system, if you look at most of the flows, the direction of flows is almost horizontal, except one that is pulmonary the uh, pulmonary artery that it starts off from the top of the heart and dives straight down so that's perpendicular the interesting thing is that a ascending aorta and be, becomes descending aorta and it wraps around around the pulmonary artery so if we use the doppler probe and if we go vertical to the so that we can catch pulmonary, we can be catching aortic signal at an angle. And that diminishes its peak to almost what the peak velocity of uh, the pulmonary artery would be. So with the Doppler probe, that was one of the only signal that we are not totally sure if we are getting the right pulmonary signal. Uh, one of the th- things that we are trying to do is to see if we can individually control these two, but because of the preload afterload conditions, we cannot quite change that. So, if you were to change the uh, flow velocity in the uh, pulmonary artery, it could affect flow aortic flow velocity. And so, with that being said, it's one of the difficult measurements we can. Pr- Definitely do the bicuspid on the right side, flow velocities, they, uh, the mitral equivalents on the right side, but uh, not the pulmonary artery. So we are in the process of trying to figure out if we can make that measurement definitively, but at this point, uh, no.
0: Okay. Thanks for the answer. It sounds like it's challenging, but it's just something that uh, it's a work in progress. Yeah.
1: Okay. I would like to add one last. I don't know if you have um, more time for the question, but very quick thing. For those of you who are uh, working with large animals, I'm sure you have some questions regarding this. The Doppler technology we have right now it works in smaller animals because of the depths being one centimeter. But for the larger animals, the processor part of it, not the Do- Doppler part of it, but the data acquisition part of it, can process Doppler signals from larger animals. And if there's a, a system that uh, you, you can generate the audio signals and feed them into the uh, Doppler uh, acquisition, it can process and give you, pretty much uh, use it in similar fashion.
0: Okay, fantastic. Actually, I was going to ask, because um, somebody did want to know if the same system, perhaps the same probe can be used for measuring Doppler velocity in rats? And I think the answer is...
1: is Yes, uh, we can measure in rats. And uh, similar sized animals, and as long as the depths are within uh, uh, one centimeter, the vessel depths we can measure.